I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. I uh, hope your week has been going well. Um, my week has not not been going well. Um, I think kind of what I've said these past couple months is um, it's been kind of a hard past couple months, <laughs> emotionally, spiritually. Um, I love the Lord. Just at times I feel kind of distant. Um, I still am reading my Bible. I'm still talking to Him. I'm still doing the things that I know I need to do. Um, but I just kind of feel like I'm in this spiritual battle. I've had a sweet friend. Uh, she's actually a missionary in the Dominican Republic. She has suggested a book to me. I don't know if I mentioned this already, um, but it's called Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. And I've only read like the first four chapters and it's super good. Um, so I just suggest that to y'all. If you are maybe going through something um, just where you feel emotionally funky or just crying a lot or um, feeling really disconnected with the Lord or with people. Um, so it's just a good book that talks about, you know, emotions and spiritual oppression and all sorts of stuff. So anyways, I um, was reading in Genesis uh, today and well, I don't know. I'm starting in an earlier verse than the one I read today. So Genesis 6, 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And then today I read Genesis 8, 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore every li everything living as I have done. So obviously this is talking about after um, he flooded the earth and Noah came and built an altar and was offering an offering. And that's that uh, sweet savor that the Lord had smelled. But the words that it used or the word was imagination. And so I think a lot of times when we've got a lot of emotional junk going on, um, and then obviously with spiritual stuff, um, that in, in the negative sense, I guess is what I mean. Um, it's a lot of mind junk. I don't know about with you, but with me, it's just a lot of, um, battling for the ground in my mind. And, um, a lot of times, however, I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and now it's coming out and now I'm overwhelmed by it and now that's how I'm seeing things that's my perspective that's my viewpoints that's how I'm seeing other people that's how I'm seeing my family that's how I'm seeing myself and all the emotions that come with that and that perception um, and so it is good to not let your imagination your mind go wild. Um, don't let it get too far. Put it unchained uh, by being in the Word of God and surrounding yourself by believers. Um, I wanted to look at some other verses. Proverbs six sixteen through nineteen. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him: a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, 
a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. So I feel like all of that can uh, be from wicked imaginations. Um, so if you think the thought, right, um, then it's going to turn into a sin if you do not grab hold of that. And there's a scripture, Matthew fifteen eighteen through 20. But those things which proceed out of the mouth came forth from the heart, and they defiled the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defiled man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. So religious leaders at that time were all concerned about traditions, the outward appearance, and um, and God's like, yeah, no, it's actually the insides that defile a man, not this outward appearance. Um, so I thought it was interesting. Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon said this, murders begin not with the dagger, but with the malice of the soul. Adulteries and fornications are first gloated over in the heart before they are enacted by the body. The heart is the cage from whence these unclean birds fly forth. So I think it's always good, um, even those times we can read these scriptures and think about people and how they need to, um, you know, grab hold of themselves. But it's always good to examine our own hearts to see. You know, what's going on in my mind? What am I thinking about? Um, what am I spending my time doing? What does that say about what I'm thinking about? Um, are all these thoughts or all these actions that I'm doing, are they pleasing to God? Uh, and then Romans 1, 19 through 22. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Oh gosh, you guys. <laughs> um, I really feel like that is our world and our society today. I think our world is like one big society now anyway. Um, just that you cannot deny God because you see his creation all around. But you deny God because you want to be God. Um, and that's just what the world does. And obviously, if we're not careful, that's what we can do as well. And then uh, Charles Spurgeon also had another quote. He said, will you kindly notice that according to my text, and now he's talking about Romans uh, chapter 1, verses 20 through 22, knowledge is of no use if it does not lead to holy practice. They knew God. It was no good to them to know God, for they glorified him not as God. So my theological friend over there who knows so much that he can split hairs over doctrines, it does not matter what you think or what you know unless it leads you to glorify God and to be thankful. So again, in this information age, you can be knowing all the things, you can have all the information at your fingertips, um, but does it make you prideful? Again, does it put you in the position of God? Um, or are you taking the knowledge that you have to glorify God more with it? Are you taking the thoughts that you have in your mind to put it into actions that glorify God with it? 
And then 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So if you have Christ that lives in you, then you are capable of using his power and his strength to take every thought, every imagination, and, um, and bringing it into captivity uh, to the obedience of Christ. I mean, the Bible tells you exactly what to do and how to help. And so I don't know about y'all. I don't know if you're going through a rough time or dry spell or if you've got some emotional stuff going on or hard times in your family or whatever it is. Just know you don't walk alone. There's nobody perfect. Um, people who go to church... I think sometimes we look at each other and we're like, okay, hi, it's Sunday, it's good to see you, whatever. Or maybe we kind of, I don't know, rub the wrong way with each other about stuff. And really, if we were all open and vulnerable to each other and we felt safe to do so, we could all say, hey, man, there's some junk going on in my life. There's some hard things that I'm going through. There's a lot of times where I'm spinning crying and I don't usually cry. You know, there's, I mean, not on this podcast, seems like I'm crying all the time, but there's a lot of times where we're going through a lot of stuff and I wish that we could be open and vulnerable to each other um, in the way that would help us bring each other closer to each other and closer to Christ. Instead, a lot of times what we do in our American culture, maybe this is more you know, worldwide, is that we stuff it down and we put on a face and we walk around, we act like things are fine, and then we don't show grace to each other, and then we get aggravated at each other, and then now it's a thing between each other, and really, we're just all going through some stuff, Um, and is it any coincidence that we're going through stuff? I don't know, it's It's the world. It's a fallen place. We're in fleshly bodies. This isn't heaven. So obviously we're going to be going through some stuff. But um, is what's happening causing unity in the body with our brothers and sisters? Or is all this stuff bringing disunity and doesn't allow the body to work as a body anymore? Maybe the eyeball's glaring at the finger and the finger is poking the leg and the foot's kicking the forehead. You know, I don't know. Um, But I think if we can each examine our heart, take every imagination, cast it down, take every thought, make it obedient to Christ, and use the knowledge we have to glorify God, to be vulnerable with each other, to be gracious to each other, I think that we would be able to glorify God individually better and collectively as he um, purposed us to do. So that's just what was in my heart. Um, If y'all have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to y'all next Monday.